Holy shit. Okay. Okay. Let's get started. Fine. Ser- serious face on? <laughs> serious. No, no just kidding. It's like the least serious podcast. I know. We run the least serious media account. Kia ora koutou and welcome to the Sustainability Sus Podcast. Ever wondered who is delivering you these glorious bite sizes of news each day on Insta? Loose from Shit You Should Care About joins us in the studio to chat all things social media, mental maintenance, and change making, while giving us behind the scenes insights of how this epic wahini and her two besties managed to create one of Gen Z's best known news and media platforms right here in Aotearoa. We are so incredibly excited about this corridor, and we can vouch that Loose's energy online is very much replicated in person. And we can't wait for you to tune in and listen to this epic chat. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank it's you so for having fun. me. Honestly, such a pleasure to be here. <laughs> so fun. I'm actually like the biggest fangirl ever, so it's like really cool to, for you to be here. <laughs> I mean, see, and that is so funny because then you meet us or you meet me and you're like, who the fuck am I actually being a fangirl of? She's just normal. I feel like it's so cool because like I've only known you for a little amount of time, but because... I feel like I know you so well. It's like we can get along very easily. We can. And that's what's <laughs> nice for me is that when I meet people, they know so much about me already, mm. even if they don't know what we look like, that I can just spend my time learning about <laughs> you. I know I don't have to go through my life story or anything. That's unless that's what you're wanting to ask me on this podcast and then happy to do it. <laughs> it is nice because there's so much context to my life. Do you think like because you're meeting all these people who obviously love you, and know so much about you, you can just do whatever you want because you know people are going to love it? No, because I feel like it's this thing. Actually, it's a quote that I love. It's from the Lego movie. And it's like, <laughs> the higher you are, the harder you fall. Oh, Ask yeah? any coconut. <laughs> and so I'm constantly like, when people meet us and they have really high expectations because they either love what we do or they love the podcast or especially the newsletter, then I think, and it's such a woman thing as well. It's like, how am mm. I going to let myself down? How am I going to let the image down but I think you're like so authentically yourself on the podcast and in real life that there's just no difference yeah and that's like you're exactly the same in person which is like amazing someone actually said to me before because I'm wearing a I'm wearing a very bright outfit she looks incredible and someone said to me um you look exactly like you speak or like you look exactly <laughs> like what I pictured and I was like it's that's just, what I said today yeah. too. <laughs> and I was like it's just chaos and it's colour and I feel like that's the two things I that love it she, it's she such a vibe um, I'm pretty sure that everyone listening, by the way, knows you and who you are, but do you want to just, like, give a little rundown? Yes, I would love to. <laughs> if anyone doesn't. My name's Luce. Um, I run, along with my two best friends, Ruby and Liv, a Slow. media company called Shit You Should Care About. Um, I write a daily newsletter every morning, which is the highlight of my life. And <laughs> honestly, it's the best. So if you want a nice way of getting the news that won't make you feel like shit, probably come and subscribe to it. I write it for you every morning at 5am. It's really fun. And it, like, keeps it fun, you know? Yeah. Like, there's lots of Harry Styles content and yeah. just, like, funny media stuff. It's not It's not strangers. depressing. That's, like, the point is having a so nice we're, like, mixture. Gen Z media. It is, eh? <laughs> I mean, that's our whole... We are Gen Z media, so great way of describing us. We also have two podcasts called The Shit Show, which is about the news, and one's called Culture Vulture, which is about pop culture. <laughs> 
And then we have just this like stupidly big Instagram following. <laughs> um, so we give which everyone has seen being shared. Yeah, every I think that's where most people know us from. Even though we might get into this or we might not, we're very like. Don't get all your news from social media, but, mm. you know, come to us for a starting point and then we have other places where we dive deeper, yeah. which, you know, is the best. I mean, the thing is you don't really need an in-depth version of every piece of news, yes. you yeah. know, and it can be overwhelming, which is actually something that I want to ask you about because I feel like, I mean, I definitely feel this way and I think a lot of people listening do because a lot of people listening to the podcast are really passionate about the environment, mm-hmm. which can be very overwhelming. Oh, my God. Because there's so much negative yeah. news and, like, you work with news In all the, the time. <laughs> How do you manage that with your mental health and, like, just your general well-being? Great question. We are, I mean, we're a very Gen Z media company. Yeah. So the, our whole thing is, like, happiness first, yeah. mental health first. Ropes Liv and I have also been best friends since we were about 15. We're all from Blenheim. And so friendship has always come before the business. I mean, yeah. we ran this thing for four years before it was even, or three years before it was even a business. And so yeah. friendship is always like the main thing. And so we, the, the content will not be good if none of us are happy or vibing yeah. with it. So like we're always at, like the start of each day, you know, mm. checking in with each other, making sure we're all good. That's like perfect workplace vibes. I know. It's <laughs> and it's because we've chosen to yeah. keep the team so small, which means like obviously we make enough income to pay us three yeah. and that's about it. And but we want it like that because when you have a small team, yeah, you're focusing on the things you love and you're focusing on each other and not directing all these other people, yeah. maybe hiring people for the sake of ego or whatever. Mm. Um, in terms of reading the news and staying not depressed by it, it's yeah. very much like almost the standard we hold ourselves to at Shit You Should Care About is making sure that other people don't feel left yeah. down and out by the news. So even when I'm reading it and choosing what stories we're talking about that day, it, like I will read positive news mm. or like funny news in amongst some really like dark shit. So the the nature of the beast is that if I stay happy, the audience yeah. will stay happy. And to do that, you know, I just have to make sure I'm consuming a bit of good and a bit of bad. And saying that, yeah. like, as an editor, which is probably my, like, formal type of role, yeah, it is about making sure that when those huge stories happen that do leave you feeling like shit, like people in Texas wanting to get abortions and not being able to, or shootings Mm. in America or what's happening in Iran some things shouldn't be followed with like a meme or a good story and it's Mm. up to you as the editor or as the person that's choosing what to talk about that day to know when people need to sit with their feelings and like when we should all be feeling real like in our feels about something and when people do need some help to feel a bit better about the world so it's a very like daily it sounds like a really good balance yeah but yeah I think that's so important what you say because if you're not looking after your own well-being, then it's no good to anyone else. Yes. And, and I think, like, that's where burnout comes. Because I always think this with, like, if you just take the environmental movement. Yeah. Is it's, like, if you see your only action being burnt out environmentalists, like... And that's what Greta Thunberg and, said today. Yeah. She was like, if we are really thinking that the world is going to be fixed with a bunch mm. of burnt out teenagers, then that's really fucked up thinking. Like, <laughs> How do we get into this situation? Yeah. Why are the yeah. adults not caring? Why are they leaving it to us to clean up their problems? Yeah. Yeah. I think burnout is huge and something that definitely 
there'll be about there'll be a few periods in the year where Ruby and Liv will have to say to me, like, you need to take some time off because <laughs> this is like my job and my hobby yeah. and everything I consume then turns into content. So if yeah. I'm reading a book, I can never just sit and enjoy a book, which is fine because I do enjoy <laughs> it. Thinking but about it's like, talking about a lot of yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh well, what shall I tell my gorgeous newsletter readers? Should yeah. I recommend it or will they not like it? And so Ruby and Liv are very good for, you know, saying okay, Lucy, you know, you need at least a weekend to just, like, yeah. decompress or a few weeks. So, What do you do to decompress? Um, so I've recently taken up, like, beading. I make a lot of, like, <laughs> beaded goods. I just love be- that. Because did you make that ring? Yeah, I did make this ring. Usually a really I have- cool pink ring. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I'm covered in beads. I made this on my phone. Oh, my anyway. gosh, cute. Um, That's a really good one, actually. Yeah, and That's a really good way to de-stress. Yes, it's to keep me literally, like off screens I have to be focused on that Mm. even things like sorting out the beads into different colors is really (laughs) mindful I have an e-bike and so in between writing the newsletter and getting to work that's a slow yeah it's pink (laughs) and it has a basket on it and it's it's brakes aren't that good and I have a huge hill by my house but it's fine and so that's why we got an e-bike yeah that's why we got an e-bike um and so I use that as time to just be with myself what else did I do? I bought a Nintendo Switch lately, <laughs> like purely so that if I was on a screen, I wasn't doing content things. I yeah. had, had to really actively like pick up some new things that make me not work, like yeah. very consciously, because Ruby and Liv know that I will just, it's my baby, right? I will just go and go and go. And also that must be hard because we're all addicted to stre- to screens. It's all hard for everyone to get off their phone, but when yeah. that's literally what you're supposed to be doing most of the time. I know. That must just be a wild addiction to manage. It's And it's quite good because I think I write so much about the pitfalls of social media that yeah. I'm like, I don't feel very addicted <laughs> to it. I work there and then I don't use it very much outside of yeah. work. And saying that, like, I adore TikTok. At the end of a day... Love your TikToks. My TikTok, yeah, come follow our TikToks. I do Day in the Lifes, which are really funny because... They are really good. We don't show our faces, so it's like... Yeah, here's everything from my point of view of the day. But I love at the end of a day... I honestly, I think I have quite good boundaries with it, but I use it maybe an hour at most to just decompress and not yeah. think. But then even then, I'm, like, seeing the trends and I'm going to go write about them in the newsletter, so... Basically, I'm screwed. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been travelling around a lot and having fun. Yes. I mean, the roadie has been amazing because we've got yeah. to meet so many people um, on the... Uh, during the some faces the to the fans? Yeah. No. Some faces to our new friends. And so that's really fun. And then, yeah, I'll do some consulting here or there and people will, like, yeah. fly me to go and talk at things or, I don't know, I'll go and speak. So, And mm. that's another way not to get in the weeds, but of us being able to make money and pay rent without having to do mm. heaps of advertising. Yeah. So if people want me to come and, I don't know, help reach the Gen Z for their company, most yeah. of the time I'll say, just <laughs> hire them, please. But um, that's, yeah. Yeah. So can you talk to us a bit about this? Because I think it's really cool how you only support companies who are doing cool shit. Yeah. So talk us through, like, why you make those decisions, who you support, and, like, kind of the thought process that you yeah. go through to do that. First of all, the audience that we have are way smarter than us, which is like <laughs> great to have in an audience. It also means you're hold, held incredibly accountable yeah. for all your actions, which is good. Um, but when you're startup trying slip to make through the cracks. Yeah, when you're <laughs> startup trying to make money and you're so values driven, it um, can be a lot of saying no to a lot of mm. sort of money. 
But then in the future, we found it's made us a more premium like place to yeah. work with because we don't do many ads. That's so true. Like I would listen to every company like if you said that they're good I would 100% believe that but if you started saying things and I already knew that it wasn't good yeah yeah I see what you mean like that would really oh it would damage the reputation (laughs) yeah and so Ruby's whole job is commercial side and partnerships and so she really makes sure that we say no to the right things and say yes to the right things and vet sort of who we're working with um and it's a really fine line between us needing to pay rent and then us also needing to say no to shit that we don't care about and so it's cool in New Zealand we have some amazing amazing companies that Mm. our values align perfectly with and when we get the chance to work with people like Hello Period so cool it's just seeing other like Waihenia just making their business as values driven as possible we are obviously always going to want to work with them and then we always say we would way rather be publicists than advertisers so yeah. if someone's got a cool movie or a cool new album or like sony music wants to yeah. you know promote a new artist that we love our favorite way of making money is by being paid to genuinely talk about shit that we do love yeah again so you want to be like the publicist for harry styles this oh, new album and we got well honestly we got to um hold listening parties on behalf of harry with sony were music. you getting paid for that yeah that's so sick. So it was like, well, we didn't, we would have done that one for no money, but Ruby is like, we need to pay rent, etc. Yeah, 100%. So we were happy to run the competition and host the listening parties. That is so fun. But it was just for the, you know, that have insertions in the newsletter. And for some yeah. of the bonuses, we were like, okay, maybe you could pay us because we are a company. And, yeah. Yep. And they were amazing and just the best, it's the most authentic way, right? Mm. To build an audience based on something you love. And then yeah. have, like, Harry Styles' team be like, <laughs> we need a media company to put on this event. And we got to do that. So, That's so cool. I mean, again, we would have fucking done that anyway. Yes. But, amazing. well, as a Cisco supporter. <laughs> oh, my obviously. angel. That's our favourite way <laughs> but, of making You know, I think with the amount of content that I consume, I think it's really cool to be able to support in that way. Yeah. And I would so much rather pay for media that I trust and care about yeah. than... The, you know, get like, shitty ads in between. Exactly. And, and I think it's really cool how you speak about that openly and actually say, like, yeah, we need to pay rent. Like, make it real. Yeah. Because I think it... I had never really thought about paying for media. I, I don't know I if know. that sounds bad, but no. I hadn't really thought about it before I heard you talking about it on the podcast. And I was like, fuck, that actually That's makes a lot true. of sense. That's why we adopted the tagline, normalise paying for the media you love. Because as young people, it's not our fault. We've grown up at having... The media at the touch yeah. of all our, like, at the touch yeah. of a button. And so our parents had to pay for newspapers and they had to pay for mm. Sky and, and magazines. Mm. And we grew up not having to do that, which meant we got really shitty clickbait news yeah. full of ads, full of jargon. Or the really good news was behind paywalls that we couldn't afford. Yeah. And so we are now trying to teach or bring the young people mm. with us to say, if you find someone you love and you want to support or some media that you love and want to support like no one else is paying us to do this like you are genuinely paying for the labor that you see like if you read the newsletter and you're paying five dollars a week or eight dollars a week for Mm. us to write it like you're actually paying for me to wake up and like do my job so i think 
reminding the audience of that is yeah. like very Especially important. Especially I get like all my news from you guys. Yeah. I listen to like every podcast. It's, it's, yeah. it's and a lot of time that you guys are putting in. It's so much time. <laughs> it's really nice when people recognize that. But it's also nice that our older readers, so we have a lot of people reading from like My mum listens to, to you as well. She told me about it before I was listening. So like, <laughs> and they're amazing because they... We can't all afford to be paying for the media yeah. we love. We don't have disposable income, you know, until we get a little bit older and we start our full-time jobs. So the older readers and listeners who do have that disposable income, it's almost like they will make sure we can keep running yeah. until we're all at the level where we can afford mm. to pay for media. So Also, I, just, I think like yeah. the most dangerous news is the stuff that's free oh. and you think it's ad-free, but actually it's being funded by, like, yeah. with... Like, you know, like big a big oil, com- yeah, like, literally. Like, I know that is something that, like, something that's yeah. so sad as we see a lot when we look at figures about like different energy sources and things. The biggest bit of research that we've got done that we use this data all the time is actually funded by BP, mm. and it's because there's no other data anywhere else. They're the only people who have done it, and it's like you like, have to do your digging to find that out, literally. but we shouldn't have to. It should be, yeah, yeah. and like, if yeah. Mm. Good that we have some info, but... Yeah. I mean, good that we have info. Can we trust it or do we need another company to come in and we corroborate it? But then, I mean, it's... Yeah. it's There's so much behind the scenes that we don't Mm. know that I think when you find a company like us who are just so, like, transparent with literally everything, um, hopefully young people, when they grow up, are kind of like, okay... That is where that's what I value, and that's what I'll pay yeah, for. 100%. And so we're kind of riding the long game, and because <laughs> we don't want young people to pay for what we do unless they can genuinely afford it. And so, yeah, for the meantime, we'll keep. But that's so cool how you do keep it free. Oh hell yeah! And then you're like, if you want to, though, yes, we'd really love it. <laughs> yeah, because imagine like we built our whole platform on being accessible and understandable, yeah. and transparent and then if we went and put shit behind paywalls it would be like okay well where's the accessible bit Mm. gone so it will definitely free having it free (laughs) and understandable is like still the main so ideal main goal it's actually seriously inspiring so cool (laughs) well honestly what you're doing is inspiring i didn't go and study like the environment this is what we need I'm still an undergrad. I've yeah. really done nothing. <laughs> no. You're on a podcast right now. I didn't do that when I was an undergrad. I didn't even know what a podcast was until like my third year of Such a fraction of the listeners of you. <laughs> Go and listen to um, Culture Vulture and the shit show for some actual content. Yeah. No, this is good content. <laughs> oh, this I'm one's sure. good content. Oh, yeah. Beautiful content. This one. This one. Keep listening. Um, I'm just wondering, like, have you thought about um, like Cisco in the future? Do you yeah. have any like next steps? Or I mean, obviously, just vibing as you're going. Great question because we think all the time about our future because in the media industry, it's very you don't know what platform's going to blow up next. You don't know what news is going to happen yeah. next. So our goal, very reactive. Yeah, our goal is actually to not put any set in stone concrete goals because yeah. we need to be reactive always. I love that. So, which is the opposite of what you'll get told in a lot of startups. It's like, yeah. have your five-year plan, have your 10-year plan. If we had a five-year plan when we started, like we couldn't have planned for TikTok to be the next big thing. It didn't even yeah. exist. So we, our main goal is keeping us all, one, so happy, and two, super reactive, yeah. which means keeping our team really small, Mm. Not scaling up for the sake of scaling up and hiring people yeah. for ego. Like our main thing, like if we ever made 
too much money like we never do anything for money if we ever had like surplus money it would be cool to get you know young writers and contributors and creatives um and that would be the one reason that more I mean more money would be comfortable but it's never been the goal so I think our goal is really to just stay real happy (laughs) keep kind of in like the sweet spot (laughs) yeah as long as you know everything keeps going okay and we can keep paying rent I think we're like we, we don't ask for much. <laughs> Just for some support. <laughs> Just be really nice to have a roof over the head, yeah. eh? <laughs> And, I mean, the goal is always to make what we already do shine. Like, I always want the newsletter to be better, more people to read it, the podcasts to be better, and that's nice. Well, you're it's... doing very well. It, it <laughs> all looks you. great. For a team of three, I think we feel like, like Liv does the design and makes it all shine. The design is so cool. So cool, like. So cool. She's amazing. And, and I do the content and Ruby makes sure we can sell. Seems like a really good sell. little tripod. Great like little really tripod. <laughs> Great tripod. I mean, it does help that we've been literally besties since we were 15. Yeah. So, so can you talk me through a little bit how like you were at uni not that long ago. You yeah. were mid-twenties? Yeah, I've just turned 25. Congrats. Thank you. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Congrats, Congrats on making it to a quarter of a century. Honestly. <laughs> well, I've worked that hard that I'm surprised. No, I'm kidding. Um, yes. a rest. Never so, retire. I know. I, 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 honestly, I feel like I'm ready to, ready to retire. No. Um, well, we are all from Blenheim, Ribs, Liv and I. Yeah. Best friends for Evs. And then we all went to... BFFs forever. Literally. BFFLs. <laughs> then we went to Vic Uni and we studied until 2018. Rubes and I studied media and international relations. Liv studied media and psychology. And then we were just like, I was three years into a degree. I'd spent a shit ton of money. <laughs> and I was in a lecture one day like, why am I actually not understanding any of the news? I've been here for three years. Like, I've done well in all yeah. my assignments. And then... Honestly, I just texted Ruby and Liv and said, I think we should start something called Shit You Should Care About where we can talk about literally anything. Harry Styles, like, the news, this thing that's happening right now in a country that we may not have heard about. And we still have these original texts. That and it's is so, so cool. Cute. Yeah, it's really... You should post them on the Instagram. I know. To, like, show people where it all started. Every year in the newsletter, or, like, it's only been going for a year, but every, like, milestone, we bring out the texts and, like, pop them in there because we haven't strayed at all, which yeah. I am... Like, one of the things I'm most proud of is that no matter how many men told us that posting Harry Styles made everything else we talked about Literally illegitimate. Died. Yeah, like, it. <laughs> we just never changed, yeah. I think. And so, so cool. Then we did it just because we loved it for until the mid twenty twenty one. And so, Liv went and studied design. Ruby went and got a job at a marketing agency. We were meant to move to London, Rubes and I, and then oh, really? we got locked down. Oh. And so we really just like lent into explaining the world. Never thought that it would be a full time job. Genuinely, just did it because we loved it. Like yeah. I loved doing the Instagram stuff, and so I just was consistently. <laughs> doing it just for fun so cool and then we got some funding from new zealand on air in 2021 to make a web series which basically just made me and Liv like move to auckland for what was meant to be five weeks it employed us for a while um and then when we were up in auckland we we worked with the spin-off and duncan who founded the spin-off was like this can be your full-time job you are doing such amazing work it's an audience that everyone wants, like advertisers yeah. want or anyone wants to reach. 
And so we just, I think, got a lot of confidence by moving out of our small towns and Mm. up to Auckland. And then Rubes landed us a deal with Neon to talk about Love Island. And so I loved those episodes. I I know. Honestly, and it was so funny because she, through her old job, she got the connection with Neon and it was wonderful. And they are so cool. And they sponsored that season. And then she was like, Okay, I've landed us a deal. I'm actually leaving to go work full time for them now. <laughs> so in mid twenty twenty one we all came on full time and yeah. honestly just tried to figure it out along the way. There's definitely times and still times where, you know, no one reaches out to you for a few months yeah. and you're like, Am are we are we gonna be able to still be a business? Are we cancelled? Yeah, or like <laughs> are we done? Like is this it? No. And then our Cisco supporters, I think, are the thing that keeps me like, no, we have people that will support us no matter what, so it's always, like, nice to... I feel like you're so well-known as well. Like, whenever you say it to anyone, yeah. you know, everyone, everyone knows the Instagram, but so many people listen to the podcast as well. Yeah, that, and that's really cool, but people also sometimes think that brand awareness means that you or your follow account or whatever equates to money, and so it's yeah. like so many people know us, which we love, but... There's still times where we're like, you know, are we going to be able to keep running for the next yeah. year, like financially? And so it's a really interesting. It has been, I mean, we're really lucky because lots of people know us and have wanted to work with us, which is yeah. cool. But um, it's definitely been like startup wise, I think, because mm. none of us expected it. It's been like learning, learning, learning. Mm. I guess as well. So you have like 3.5 million followers. If you, some, <laughs> a <like> lot. <laughs> but if you were posting fast fashion, yeah, like ad, ad, oh ad, my God. you'd be raking it in. Yeah. But I guess that's where it's who you're choosing to partner up with. Yeah. And that's why it's not equating to money. Yeah. And and it definitely is. We're definitely fine. But also I think because we keep the team so small and like I said, we don't go out there to make a shit ton of money. Yeah. We get to say no to heaps yeah. of stuff. Like we would never post like fast fashion. Or we've had so many people um, throughout our short careers tell us that look if you just put your face to it you'll get so many more listeners so many more readers so many more brand deals and we're like That's we're not here to ask you about yeah. so like what was the conversation like with like oh. not putting a face to the voice it to, was, the name? <laughs> to the voice to the name it was like a no-brainer when we first it started off as a blog right in 2018 yeah. and I honestly just remember us being like why would we it's not about us what we look like it's yeah. like do we know who runs the BBC no does it matter no so like as a media company you don't yeah. need to know what we look like it's almost a more beautiful thing if you feel like you know us because of our voices or our tone yeah. of voice and it's also sounds like you know the person more yeah. than if you were just knowing them from a face like people will email me in response to the morning newsletter saying they've dreamt about me and I'm like and what do they look like <laughs> though in your dreams because you don't know me that and is so true so it's like I think it was the best decision we ever made yeah I like, think that's so smart yes we get told all the time that we'd make way more money if we could just put our faces to it or whatever but that is so not what it's about mm. that it's been the best thing. And then you're kind of making yourself the product rather than the news and the content. I know. Which I think is really cool. Like, it shows the quality of your content. That's that that's what way. people want. Yeah. Like, we are not the product at all. Yeah. Yeah, what we put out there is. Do you think it makes, like, managing the fame a bit more... Mani- the fame? <laughs> it means that we don't... I think it ma- makes um, 
staying grounded so easy. No one knows who you are. Our <laughs> you hometown down the street. doesn't give a fuck. Like they <laughs> obviously. I mean, we all just come from from Blenheim, and we love that we come from Blenheim because you can just. That's go a home. great place to be from. Yeah, I love Blenheim. We love it, and so it makes managing everything so much easier because yeah. it's just like no one cares who we are <laughs> we're just like doing a job like we a care. lot of other people we care. you care <laughs> but it's like no you, you know yeah. we're just we are just doing a job but it's one that we're really lucky to do that is so and cool. i love doing it it's such a sick job it's so cool it's great that it can actually be a job yeah 100 thanks to you for being a cisco supporter actually <laughs> hey you're so welcome <laughs> <laughs> so for all students like me mm-hmm. and like people listening do you have any advice Oh, I have so much advice. Oh, yeah? Well, you don't have to limit it to one thing. Um, Take every piece of wisdom we can get. My first one is really ironic advice, and I've only just started, like, giving it to people because I've realised very recently. But it's ironic because it's when you are starting something or you're going into an industry and maybe you're a bit different than the rest of... So we're different to the rest of the media companies that exist Mm. in New Zealand. Because you're cooler. Because we're so swag. You're more in touch with what's going on. (laughs) And so... (laughs) so We're so swag. (laughs) You'll be given so much advice from people who think they know what you're up to. But, like, listen to it. Don't take all or sometimes any of the advice you're given. So that's funny because I'm giving advice (laughs) right now. But... Me, and especially me and Ruby, who do the commercial side, have just been given every single bit of advice you could imagine for the old model of media. And the reason we work is because we didn't learn how to do it the old way. We did not know (laughs) shit about running a media company. So we do everything based on our gut feeling and what we've learnt along the way. And that's the best thing you can do is listen to your gut. Yeah. So that's the next piece of advice. Always listen to your gut. And that's everything from, like... Me choosing stories for the newsletter or mm. for Instagram is like I've been using my gut instinct for four years now. It's like a muscle, so now it's real strong. I know yeah. what people want to know, or maybe that what we're not hearing enough about. Mm. I also have so many um, <laughs> tips in my inbox from people all over the world, which is very helpful. That so really, though, you can hear it in yeah. the newsletter. Like you can tell that every little piece of shit you should care about has come authentically. Yeah. You it's can tell that like, it's never like, oh, we should be putting this in. You yeah. can tell that it was, it was coming from the gut. So you're saying that, <laughs> yeah. like, it makes a lot of sense. And it's such, it's so true. Like, your gut feeling is your guardian angel. And then another thing that we talk about all the time, and I do all the time, is fail fast. So don't get bogged down in the planning. If you're mm. wanting to start something or if you're wanting to, I don't know, some things, yes, you need a lot of planning. You're doing an event. Yeah. Make sure it's safe. Do some planning. But, like, if you want to start a new endeavour or something like that, I'm so impatient that I we always will just put shit out there, see how it works, fix it on the way, just yeah. start and be consistent with it. And if it doesn't work, like, the best way to start something is to, have, like, fuck it up a few times because <laughs> then you get that out of the way. Yeah. So it's like if you picture this. I always say this, and it works in my head. It might not work in all of yours, but two mountains in front of you and you have to decide across behind one of the mountains is shark infested waters and (laughs) behind the other one is a coffee shop that you really want to go to yeah but there's a time limit so like the fastest way to get to the coffee shop is to just go up one of the mountains because if you go up the wrong one you're like oh shit that's the wrong one and then you go up the right one instead of standing there trying to figure out what way to go because you're never gonna know so 
just that's I, a great analogy yeah, thank you i hope it like worked out in your head yeah. i didn't make it up it's in oh another piece of advice read the book creativity inc by ed catmull okay, he was like the ceo of pixar and then of disney and his whole shtick is keeping creativity in any workplace whether it's a corporate yeah. job creative job just making sure you don't squash creativity along the way yeah. i don't read self-help that's the only book i've ever read that i'm like <laughs> This might help me being the CEO of a media company that I want to keep very creative. But he always talks about failing really fast. Quickest way to do anything. That is really cool about what you said as well, like keeping creativity everywhere. Yes. Because I think we can often be quite like boxy. Like either you're like sport or academic or like creative arts as like one of the box instead of seeing how interlinked they all are. Yeah. And how for like our heora and our overall well-being we actually need all of those different components yes and it's not about putting yourself in the box of like a sporty person like everyone needs to be active to be well and and yeah one thing that's really cool one thing they talk about a lot is obviously they're running a very creative company pixar but you still have the like corporate you need people to sell the things and to make the things and so even when they're designing their offices they are designing it like with the thinking of how can i keep this as like un like corporate as possible mm. because if you if you're squashing creativity like in the hallways of your office yeah. then it's not gonna your company's gonna i don't know be cooked and also like straight walls and things that's mm. all proven to be bad for well-being yeah. and then it's like what you said at the start about like how managing your well-being is the most important thing yeah if you want to do anything good you've got to be looking after yourself first hell yeah and i feel like gen z are really <laughs> we get it we get it and it's just a shame that often we have to go into jobs that are run by people yeah. that don't get it and just wait until it's our turn to, like, change it all. Mm. But we can change it. Side note question. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, like, dress code or, like, corporate attire? Oh, my God. You're like, <laughs> sorry, you would never catch me in corporate attire. I feel the exact same way about this as I do about having to sign off emails formally and having to spend an hour on writing an email really formally. It's like... Why are we wasting so much time worrying about formalities? Yeah. And why aren't we just letting ourselves, like, express ourselves in a really authentic yeah. way? I mean, obviously, be respectful in your emails and, you know, be kind to the person <laughs> on the other end. But I'm just like, when I see people or my friends in corporate jobs and they're like, I have to go through all these processes to make sure like I'm sending this email and I'm panicking because I don't know if I sound professional enough and I'm like honestly imagine being it is ridiculous when you think about it like it's so funny when you're emailing friends and you can just like say what you want like why is it hilarious to like send emails that aren't formal I know and so like whenever (laughs) we we like have any internal external communications at Siska it's very much like I will always sign off even no matter who I'm talking to it'll be like loose xxx or like so many exclamation points. I did points. notice that. And even, yeah. like, Rubes always goes, like, kindest Rubes. Yeah. Kiss, kiss, kiss. I was like, that is so nice. I know. You get, like, a little happy feeling when you get the email rather than, like, regards. Yeah. <laughs> or just, I just think it's one of those weird things that everyone thinks they should do that's a real time waster and yeah. creativity squasher. So, I mean, keep using yeah. your emojis. Keep using your exclam- exclamation points. Exc- I love that. Exclamation points. <laughs> I have them tattooed on my hand so that oh I never gosh, forget. Oh my gosh, cute. Because so like, I always use a double, a double exclamation point. <laughs> so if you're sending a message and you haven't done it, you're like, oh. No, perfect. it's like, or if I'm feeling like I should be professional and I've taken some out and put full stops and I just like look at my hand and it's like, <laughs> no, be yourself. <laughs> 
I love that. That's yeah. very authentic. That's awesome. <laughs> Shit, that's really good advice. Thanks. Um, yeah. Hope it was good. I don't know. I mean, our whole shtick is that we're not experts, so. But we do know some things. But I do love that because you're very switched on. Yeah. And you also aren't biased on certain things. Mm. Like, I think it's really important to have people who aren't experts. I think yes. it's awesome that we have people that understand so much about one thing. Yeah. But you also need people who can look over a broad spectrum of stuff and be like, okay, that's important, that's important. Listen to yeah. people who know. Take the information that everyone needs to know. And you're very good at, like, relaying that to people in a way that they're going to understand and care. And I think that's my main job is just making fe- people feel like, it's okay if I've listed five things and you only care about one of them because it's my job to list the things. Mm. But then it's your job to be able, like, to pick what you're passionate about. Mm. I and can't we do that always say this in the office, like, it's so nice when you can care about one thing and you know that people are out there sorting out other stuff. It's why like, the you world works. Right? I couldn't do maths or science or anything and I'm constantly like, thank God we have people that do that in the world <laughs> that but like yeah, it. it's so cool. Yeah. And as long as you're kind of like still like talking to people and you know supporting things yes. that do align with your values you don't need to be doing that niche you yeah. don't need to be doing all of that mahi just support it where you can yeah and just listen to the people so that cool do and be a Cisco supporter oh hell yeah <laughs> and come support us because i'm giving you so many things to care about <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh amazing well, we probably, I know you have a lot to do, so I'll let you go. Thank but you. But this has been, like, so much fun. This has been lots of fun. Love being on the mic. <laughs> Obviously, it's half of my job, so you've been Where you're most at home. <laughs> where, where I am most at home. And I love these. You can't see, but there's yellow chairs in here. It's both they're, of our favourite They're a real vibe. Yeah, I want them for my house, which I don't have. But They're actually sick. I, I think they're on loan to us, but oh. we were like, how can we make sure we keep them forever? Honestly, just, like, <laughs> slightly damage them. Oh, we have to buy them. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, thanks for having Amazing. me. Thank you so much, Liz. <laughs> Turn these mics off. Oh, that's great.